So I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease and a chronic disease. <laughs> Here's what happened. Hey guys, welcome back to Ain't That The Truth. Um, as I said, I'd upload, I'd try and upload every week or every second week. It's the second week since I last released my other podcast. And I just want to thank you guys for listening to all my crap. <laughs> so, today I'm going to be talking about something that's not particularly very easy to talk about. But a good friend of mine said that the more you talk about it, the more normal it gets. And in an attempt to make it more normal, I guess, I'm going to talk about it. So this all started in around May of 2020. Not even May. April of 2020. I started getting very, 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 very hairy hectic back pain it was almost to the point where it was kind of crippling and um I couldn't move much couldn't do anything for myself really and um I decided that well obviously my family and I decided that we wanted to go and get it checked out and that sort of thing so we started by going to a neuropsychologist and I did a whole bunch of tests, like an MRI test, well, not test, scan, excuse me. I did an MRI scan. I did um, this other test that they keep for 24 hours on your head, and it's kind of like a portable thing. You're not allowed to get it wet. I did um, all sorts of different tests, like the manual test that um, neuropsychologists normally do. From that, dead end, nothing. Absolutely nothing from that. Cool. They were like, um, no, go see, uh, I think it was a physio or something. So I went to the physio and the physio was actually quite shocked because they didn't also know what was wrong. Because like when it comes to like my organs and stuff like that, all of it is fine. There's, there's nothing wrong with like my organs or that sort of thing where you can find it in an MRI scan or you can find that there's something wrong. So after that, um, I didn't do much until May. Still had the pain. We decided to go to a rheumatologist and not even like 15 minutes into the session, she was like, oh yeah, you have something called fibromyalgia. And I was like, Mm, okay what's that and she basically said that the things that stop pain don't work in your body so like on a daily basis everyone has muscle pain and like let's say for instance you wake up in the morning and like you have like a crick in your neck but then throughout the day it goes away so basically mine doesn't go away and my muscles are just constantly firing pain. So it all has to do with my neurons and, you know, the whole biological aspect. I'm not going to get into the biological aspect because that's a bit boring to listen to. But she said that I have fibromyalgia, 
and with the fibromyalgia you get things called flare-ups and they're triggered by stress now with the degree that I do I do a health science stress is just a given that you will stress no matter what like it's just a given that's just what's going to happen when you do a health science so I mean already that wasn't looking too too hot for me and now the pain was getting worse and worse and worse so she prescribed me with medication so I first started on Lyrica and another drug named imipramine now I started on pretty low dosages of them obviously because it's the beginning of everything we want to see how it all works out and pans out and that sort of thing and as time went on um the pain was still not decreasing so basically how she not measures but like tests the extent of the fibromyalgia is by checking different tender points on your body so um you have to have at least i think it's at least 11 out of 13 tender points don't quote me on this tender points in your body tender points are basically points that are like painful when she touches it or whatever and I have 12 so when I kept going for my checkups it was just staying constantly at 12 it wasn't decreasing it wasn't really moving um so she increased the dosage of Lyrica and of imipramine along with that I had to take my vitamins obviously because we didn't know and obviously this this had just started when coronavirus was just starting its thing so now we didn't know how that was going to interact with how if I got COVID how that would interact with um the fibromyalgia so we put me on vitamin D vitamin C I was being extra cautious and and that sort of thing then I for a pretty long time I went with just taking the Lyrica and the Imipramine. And right now I'm at the highest dosage of the Lyrica, right? And what's been happening is that with the Lyrica and the Imipramine, they have certain side effects. And some of them have proved to be beneficial to me and some of them not so much like I would get tired very very quickly and drowsy because Lyrica is almost like a tranquilizer drug because they're just trying to reduce the pain that I'm in obviously with fibromyalgia you can't get rid of it yeah I know you can't get rid of fibromyalgia so uh, we just try and like decrease the pain that I'm in the drugs very like very strong drugs they make you drowsy and um increase your appetite you gain weight they now i was also taking birth control at the time and now the medication that i was taking was interacting funny with my birth control now i would constantly be nauseous and i mean constantly like day in day out nausea and no it's not because i was pregnant but um <laughs> sorry you're gonna get to see my personality throughout this entire podcast and that's this is exactly how I am but taking the medication had its side effects I also have this other thing that comes with fibromyalgia called fibro fog and that basically happens where 
English, what happens is that you kind of blank out, like your memory, you just can't remember anything. And um, that's not really beneficial with what I do as a student. But in general, it's just not nice to not remember things or to have like blanks in your head. Um, so I went through that and I'm still going through it, but it became easier to handle at, as time went. Like I only truly like came to like truly understood what was going on and getting my schedule down with, okay, I need to take my medication at this time and this time. So that for instance, if I need to drive somewhere, um, it's either I'll take it after I've driven so that I'm not drowsy when I drive or I take it long before so that the drowsiness kind of like goes away. So that whole like adaptation was very, very, very hard for me. And it put a lot of stress on me and obviously stress wasn't good for the fibromyalgia, so it just made it worse. So I'm trying to understand that this is my new life. Sometimes I'd forget to take the medication because it's not something that I'm used to. And like, it, it, it's not fun taking pills. Already I can't swallow pills. At it. If you've ever seen me try and swallow pills, you know what I'm talking about. I literally hold the pill in my mouth for minimum 30 seconds because I'm afraid that I'm going to choke. It's all a psychological thing. So taking these many pills and just adapting to a new lifestyle. Like there's certain foods that I can't eat because they cause a flare-up. Like for instance with dairy, dairy causes um, a flare-up. Red meat causes a flare-up. I do eat red meat, but I try and limit it as much as I can. And um, there's certain other things like um, alcohol. But no, I don't. I don't really follow that one. <laughs> I just deal with the, um, with the consequences the next day. Um, new adjustments that had to be made to my life, and it wasn't just in the way that I interacted with food or with my daily life, but even with things like my interactions with my boyfriend, like um, at a time because of the pain, we couldn't really um do many physical things i'm not going to go into that because that's none your business but um but i'm just going to be honest with you guys and be real with you that um this is something that i went through because i mean you'd be in pain like muscular pain so you can't really do what you used to do and it's not really um it, it it's not fun because you're just like out 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 i'm pretty sure you know what i'm talking about but like um yeah, it it just wasn't fun, and I, our relationship became more. Not not to say that our relationship is built off of that solely, of course not, but it that element of our relationship almost took like a a halt because I couldn't do anything, and we were afraid that what we would do would then cause me to be in more pain and that sort of thing, and. Obviously, I'm not going to speak on, like, how my boyfriend perceives the whole thing because that's not my chat. That's his chat. Maybe I'll have him come on the on the pod and discuss how this has all affected him and that sort of thing. Um, if he agrees. <laughs> Sorry, babe. So, um, obviously, I couldn't do many physical things. Ballet. Uh, all sorts of exercises that I was doing before I couldn't really do because 
Too much strenuous activity causes a flare-up. Too little causes a flare-up. So finding that right balance of like activity that I can do that isn't strenuous. So something like yoga or whatnot. But I can't do the yoga for too long. Otherwise it gets, you know, it, it gets a bit iffy. So that was happening. And then getting to grips with all of that was probably the hardest. One of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my life. And I was crying a lot because I was like, why me? Why did this have to happen to me? Like, I was literally living my life like like a normal teenager. But then now all of this happens and you're just thinking, no normal teenager is taking, like, at this point I was taking maybe six, seven pills a day. Now, I say at this point because something else has happened in my life more recently. And what that something else is, is that I, um, okay, let me start from the beginning. So we went on with the fibromyalgia, da 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 da, da got used to the, the flare-ups, the pains, the, the dealing with it. I was okay now. Now in late December, going into January, my knee started hurting a lot, not just like just sometimes painful no it was sore all the time so we went to an orthopedic surgeon and he was like okay let's do an MRI we did an MRI there was fluid in my knee so basically what that means is that there's inflammation in my knee so basically swollen so the guy was like yeah I need to drain this fluid and I'm going to give you a cortisone shot so now draining the fluid means he sticks a big ass needle into my knee and he literally like syringes the fluid out. And then he removes the top of it. And then he puts a long ass needle into my knee. Now you can Google how long cortisone shot needle is. The entire thing had to go into my knee. Like it's maybe just under 10 centimeters long. Yeah. So that entire thing had to go into my knee. And when he put the cortisone in, because it literally has to go like right by the by the bone. That's where the steroid is activated. Cortisone is a steroid. They only ever use it in like extreme cases where there's like severe pain. Um, and it really can't be solved by like pain meds or whatever. So now the dude injected the cortisone and it literally felt like my knee was going to explode because he injects like liquid into your knee but now it's it's a foreign liquid so now it just feels like your knee is about to explode and already like my patella and stuff were, were not chilling in place and that sort of thing so then he was like okay I want you to get bloods done because this inflammation is weird so I was like huh, all right whatever get the the blood's done he was like um a bit concerned that you have a few antibodies of what's called sle i said what's sle lupus sle is lupus now if you don't know what lupus is um it's basically an autoimmune disease that um i don't know how to, i don't want to say some wrongs so maybe just google it but selena gomez has it where like she had to have like organ replacements. It can be acute and it can be like um, severe. So he was like, no, I think you have lupus, but you, you have an antibody for it. So let's just go and get more tests done. So I was like, um, 
I've already been dealing with the fibromyalgia, so I'm not not wanting to have something else added on. So uh, we did the other tests with my rheumatologist, and she was like, this is very weird. Prior to um, all of this, I didn't have any antibodies. She did a test, blood test, in the beginning when we were looking for the fibromyalgia and that sort of things, and there weren't any antibodies for that, so she wasn't concerned about it. But now that they are, she was like, okay, I'm going to put you on lupus medication on top of the fibromyalgia medication that you already have. So that was a bit of a... Not to say that it... It was just it was just suckish to know that I already take so many pills now that I have to take more as because they can't really say if I have lupus or not. But she's just trying to get like a like a baseline. So in case I have lupus, let's just give you the lupus medication. All right, cool. Take the meds. And she's like, yeah, no, I'm going to need to do more tests and that sort of thing. So right now I'm up to about 12, 12 or 13. Yo, I can't talk today, I'm sorry. 12 or 13 pills a day, depending on if it's a weekday or a weekend. And not gonna lie, it's not easy. It's pretty hectic. And um, because I started getting inflammation in my joints, she also said that I had rheumatoid arthritis in my wrists and my knees. Right. So, because I had so many symptoms from different diseases, she said that I have um, an autoimmune disease called um, unspecified connective tissue disorder. And with unspecified connective tissue disorder, it's basically like a mix of all sort of different symptoms from different diseases but you can't classify it as yet because it hasn't specified it hasn't like progressed enough to show what it actually is so we don't know if i have lupus we don't know if i have rheumatoid arthritis or what but what we do know is that i have fibromyalgia and something else an autoimmune disease now um pain wise my pain hasn't really changed much since like it's not a drastically different pain i can say that i'm not in crippling pain anymore and if you see me i seem pretty functional like you won't look at me and think yeah you have this and it's not something that's very easy to talk about not a lot of people know about it only like people that i trust know about this whole thing and i don't really like talking about it because it i'm not one person who likes pity and I want to be able to do everything functionally. And sometimes that's not the case. Sometimes I need help. Like um, with school, I I can't do it on my own. Like obviously a majority of it I'm doing on my own. But like if I need help from my mom, then she's going to need to help me. Because sometimes um, the flare-ups would cause... Uh, sleepless nights like the back pain it it now causes me to not be able to write or do school and now I've like obviously made my lecturers aware of that stuff I write my exams in a separate venue because of the stressful environment that could then cause a flare-up and then like my wrists 
and my joints kind of like swell up and they lock and I can't write because of the pain. So I've had to put like in measures that are like adaptive so that I can do varsity normally. Now, for the most part, I do do varsity normally. I go to all my lectures, or most of them. I go to the lectures, I do the tests, do all my tests. I do all the tasks and assignments that are required of me. It's just that most people don't know that I'm in pain while doing it. And going through life with this constant pain, it's like I'm never at a level where there's no pain. It's either the pain is like an eight or a nine or it's like a four. On good days, it's a four. Right now, sitting here, it is a four. And I'm not saying this has all had like um, a downside. No, I mean... The upside of it is that I got to get the, the COVID-19 vaccine and that was because I have an autoimmune disease. Plus, I'm also a healthcare worker. So, I mean, those two together is just not a... It, it, it's just more likely that you'll get the, the COVID-19 vaccine. So I got it and they usually say that you're supposed to get some form of like symptoms. The only symptoms I had were... um. It was sore at the site of injection, but that's that's a given with all injections usually are like that. And I had muscle pain, but the muscle pain, maybe it was extreme, but because I'm always experiencing pain, like I have a higher threshold for pain than most people that it, it didn't really like do much, didn't really like debilitate me. Like my mom and my dad were saying that they expected like more pain I also expected more pain because of the fibromyalgia and the unspecified connective tissue disorder but surprisingly I was very pleasantly surprised like there was not much pain but along with all the pills I take I try and steer away from like more pills that are unnecessary like things like mypridol or like if I'm on my period and I have period pains I I don't like to take more medication, obviously, for the health of my liver and that sort of thing. So I more use homeopathic things like CBD oils and that kind of stuff, like rubs and um, like these certain gummies that you ingest called chillax gummies. And they They really help with muscle pain, but... With regards to like, oh, I mentioned that I would get nauseous with a mixture of my contraceptive pill and the medication. I stopped taking my contraceptive pill and I got the IUD. Now, the first week of having the IUD was hell. It was actually hell. Like, it was very sore. Like, I had like these weird cramps in like my ovaries, which was so weird. And, um, I bled for like, not like bleed, bleed, like period bleed, um, but spotting for maybe a month and a bit. And then after that, I haven't had my period since and I'm quite chuffed. So I don't really get period pain or periods. Um, but that all has to do with the up and down of your body adjusting to the ID and I'll probably do another episode talking about my preferred contraceptive and my different experience with both of them. So yeah, that's 
pretty much what's been happening with my body and it wasn't it wasn't as bad talking about it obviously because I'm not talking to real like an actual person right now but it was still hard I hope you guys give me grace with this um yeah you guys let me know what you think and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast it was a little bit longer than the one before well like by four minutes but anyways yeah have a great week guys Thank mm-hmm. you.